We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country. Give us a minute to get everyone to the party. Still breathing, still breathing. All right. And we're good to go. Welcome in, everyone, to another installment of the Orange and Blue View. I am your co-host, Ron White. To that side of me, my fellow co-host, Thomas Hall NFL. And you guys may see a different background. (laughs) I'm actually in Miami for the game tomorrow. (laughs) So it's definitely exciting. You know, I've seen... Um, lots of Broncos fans here while I've been here, and, and we're ready to kick this match off off tomorrow. But first, Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready for another uh, another great Broncos preview pregame show. So I'm excited. This is what we've been waiting for all year, and now we're on our third one. We've we've done pretty well so far. I think I think we've hit some pretty good information out there. Uh, came up with some pretty solid predictions, so I'm ready to roll. And I, I'm glad you're down in Miami. It's going to be fun. I I hope uh, I hope the Broncos can pull off the upset for you while you're down there, because that's that would be that would be great. Just uh, you know, don't get any fights in the stands or anything. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and again, thank you guys for coming in. So we're going to hit a few folks here um, coming into the chat. Yeah, we had quite a few people in here uh, early, ready to go. We had C. Chang coming in, uh, saying, Broncos, please win tomorrow. Coming in bright and early. So thank you for that. Thanks for being here. I hope you're enjoying the pregame show. Ron and I put a lot of effort into these. Um, you know, we we talk all week, talk about what we're gonna what we're gonna bring to the show. So I hope you are enjoying them. And let us know if there's a few things you want us to to talk about as we continue to go through this. Hopefully, the Broncos will start winning. So we'll have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more positivity to sling around while we are doing these shows. Yes. Kevin Gray's coming in. Evening, Thomas and Ron. Big Mile High salute to Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Mile Thank High you. huddle for life in early as well. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, we got Jerron Washington's coming in as well. He's gonna. Rem- he's reminding everybody that Jalen Waddle has been ruled out for tomorrow. We're gonna hit on those injuries, but yeah, J- uh, Jalen Waddle's ruled out, which. Hopefully will help the Broncos secondary, he says. Uh, well, the Broncos are also banged up. Unfortunately, we've got Simmons. He's Justin Simmons is out. Uh, and of course, you know, Caden Stearns was lost earlier. So they're down to their uh down to Delaren Turner Yell and Cream Jackson is probably gonna get the start, but we might see 
the rookie that people are have been talking about, JL Skinner, will yes. probably be making his uh, rookie debut. So um, hold, hold tight for that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I just can't imagine Ron that he would be an inactive. JL Skinner's got to yeah. be out there. That's they're only got three safeties. They're going to use a saying Bassey probably back there a little bit, but it's getting mighty slim in the Broncos secondary. Yes, for sure. For sure. And we got Todd Ostendorf coming in. Thank you, Todd. Good seeing you, my man. He says, good evening, Thomas, Ron, Dylan, and Broncos country. Good evening to you as well, Todd. And hopefully you're ready for the game tomorrow. We need to get this, this win. <laughs> to get <in> the win <laughs> Absolutely. It would definitely help out Broncos country feel a little bit better to get the win uh, you know, upset, kind of get back in their winning ways. It would be really good. It's just, it, it's hard to see. And we'll get into our prediction towards the end of the show, but I'm going to give a shout out to Dominic Martin coming in saying, Hey, Thomas and Ron per usual orange and blue view rocks. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it for sure. Go says go Broncos. And I hope tomorrow is good news for the wind column. Any given Sunday is the saying mile high huddle for life. Optimistic. Yeah, I mean, Dominic, I, I thank you for coming in, and I we all definitely appreciate you being here and 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 saying these things. And I have, I'm always optimistic, but I have gotten uh, pretty pretty down on this team the last couple of weeks. It's just I finally got to the point where I'm like, I'm just so tired of the losing. I couldn't pick them last week to win, even though that was a winnable game. And it, until they can prove that they can win these games, it's going to be hard for me to pick them to win going forward. But we do have some uh, some keys to victory that we're going to talk about, some matchups to look for. If they win their matchups, they could probably win this thing. There's a few things that we've got coming. We're going to do some predictions on some stats. So if you guys are fantasy football folks out there, if you want to you know, you know, know, listen in and, and see what we've got to offer, uh, that's coming as well. So, uh, But before we get into any of that, I just want to remind everybody that we are going to have a meet and greet week seven. Green Bay Packers game, Mile High Huddle, all the podcasters. I think all of the podcasters are going to be out there this time. I think everybody's going to make it. I'm pretty sure they are, unless something happens. So if you got your favorite podcaster, you just want to meet us, come out, say hi, shoot shoot the breeze, talk football. Uh, we'll probably do a podcast, have a few fans on there. I think that's what they generally do uh, when we're out there. So, yeah, make sure you come out there. Look for the big Mile High Huddle tent. we got more, uh, we got more, you know, more details that will come out soon but right now that's all that's all we've got so any thoughts on that uh ron before we uh jump into it no yeah so again i am looking forward to seeing all of you guys um on october 22nd in that matchup with the green bay packers again that big blue tent mile high huddle come say hey to all of us shake our hand let's talk broncos and hopefully we'll get that win as well but i'm looking forward it's going to be a gas for sure thomas Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Going to say hi to Quentin Carson coming in saying what's happening, my dudes. Good vibes. and needed to give the Broncos a chance. Oh, good vibes are needed. Sorry. I, oh. I should get my glasses on, you know, <laughs> as I'm getting older, I can't read the fine print anymore, Ron. It's terrible. I, <laughs> anyway, uh, someone's saying that Facebook is not working. Um, I think we have all the streams in. I'm looking at it here on Facebook. We don't have anybody in the back checking it checking on it so you know scott's not here so i don't know i, I think it's working we've got all the green check marks uh if someone else sees that it's not working let us know but um 
I, I think it is from our end. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. So uh, if someone else can kind of chime in, that would be help. Oh, Quinn Carson says it's working for him. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe restart your browser or something like that. I, I don't know, but it looks like it's working for others. So I'm not sure what to do. So I, I apologize. Scott's not here. He could tell us, but uh, <laughs> so really uh, apologize. Um, all right. So let's get into this. I mean, we're, we're 10 minutes in here, Ron, let's start talking about some, some of our keys, how about our keys to victory? Maybe we can jump into that. Uh, do you know, you, you want to start off with uh, one of your keys to victory? Yes. So I will say one of the keys to victory um, would be Peyton deploying that short, quick passing. Um, I've been doing some film study, Thomas, and what I've seen with Vangio's defense is you know, they, they struggle with that short, quick um, screen game and those short passes. So, you know, Peyton using that screen play to kind of mix things up. Obviously, I know there will be some emphasis on running the football, but, you know, using that motion to get the script, the screen plays going with Jerry Judy, little Jordan Humphrey. Um, also, those quick outs um, to Brandon Johnson, Troutman, Sutton, if you will, to kind of keep the the Dolphins' defense on their heels. Um, so I, I would say deploying that early and often um, should help the Broncos at least try to score some points and keep this thing close. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL – Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Yeah. yeah, they've got to they've got to attack their weaknesses for sure. And, and I've got one too. But before I do that, I'm going to grab Phil McLaughlin here coming in from Facebook. Thanks for always supporting us here, Phil. We really appreciate it. Saying good evening, Thomas and Ron. Let's hope penalties are gone mm-hmm. and our high price O line performs. Yeah, that would be nice. Both of those things would be nice. Yeah. My ally, huddle for life, buck them and go Broncos. Now I'm going to tell you, the O line needs to perform, but. My key to victory, Ron, is just going old old school, just handing it off, running it up the gut, telling Lloyd Cushenberry, 
Ben Powers and Quinn Miners that they got to win their matchups. Feed Javante as much as you can, because I think that they can actually get four and a half yards per carry up the gut in this game. And that, and the reason I say that is because I've looked back and uh, you know, the Broncos against better defensive lines have been able to uh, average over four yard or five yards per carry already up the gut. And the Miami dolphins are fairly weak uh, in that middle center of their defensive line. I trust those three in the middle, and I'm. It's weird saying that because Lloyd Cushenberry is playing a lot better. I trust them better than than you know doing the uh, than the two on the outside. So that's my key to victory: is hand the ball off to Javante, give him twenty five carries, just have him run right up the gut, and just and actually just have have faith in the middle of your offensive line to do their job. Don't get fancy. Just run the ball and run it right at them. And just just keep doing it until they can stop it. And I, I don't know if they'll be able to. No, that's a good one, Thomas. And again, I, I have that as um, kind of one of my notes here to, again, be committed to the run. You know, having that run set up a lot of those play actions. I mean, we saw that last week, like when, when we were up 21-3. And, you know, we were running the ball well with that play action, you know, that deep bomb to Marvin Mims, which was just a beautiful pass. You know, it can kind of help set up those plays, but you have to stick with the run. So you're right. That's that's also a weakness on this defensive line. They can just shoot in through these gaps and and, and have the running backs kind of take over. So I actually like that. As a yeah, and, and I'll tell you the the game plans before Dick. I mean, the defenses dictated the game plans before, right? And that's why there was some short yep. passing. There wasn't a lot of commitment to the run right away. Plus, Javante, you know, he's getting his way back into this game. This is his third game. I think he looks. I think he looks good. Feed him the ball. Let's see what happens. I think. I think they can come away with a, a solid performance in their running game, and it does two things, right? It gives them confidence. Number one that they can go out there and just, and, you know, just pound the rock and pose their will. But the other thing too, is Dolphins are going to score points. And if you can grind those long drives out, keep it close, you know, you never know at the end, just don't let it get out of hand. And and you can do that by, you know, really being very efficient in the running game. And then, you know, as you set them up with them body blows, then maybe you hit something deep, you know, something like that. But I, I want them to stay committed to the run. Now, sorry, I couldn't get to Gary Palmer right away, but thank you, Gary, for the support, the super chat, man. Thank you. You're, you're always so generous and we can't thank you enough. I mean, words don't do it justice, but again, thank you so much, Gary. Gary says, good evening, Thomas, Ron, and Dylan. I didn't see Dylan in the chat, so he must be watching college football or something. I missed it. Maybe I missed it. If Dylan's here, I really appreciate it. Gary says, I hope we win, but I want the D to be better no matter what. Go Broncos and Buckham. I mean, now that's a good point, Gary. Right? Because so far the D has let down the uh, in the team. If there's no there's no sugarcoating it, they have not been able to stop the uh, opposing offense, especially when it matters. And if this team's going to go anywhere, anywhere can you know in this season or beyond, that D needs to step up and show that they can be a formidable part of this team. And if they can't, then it's going to be up to the offense and. You know, it's a scoring fest out there. How many games are the Broncos going to win in, in a big high-scoring contest? I don't know. But it's a good point, Gary. Thank you, Gary, for coming in. You know we appreciate you, my man. And you're, you're spot on, Gary. I don't even know where to start when it comes to our defense. I mean, last week's game was just – it was just an atrocity on defense. 
you know, that, that second half. I, I don't know how else to put it. And they, they definitely need to step up. Now, I understand, you know, they're weak at safety, right? So there, there are some things that you have to consider kind of going into this defensive formula. But, you know, that shouldn't be the excuse as to why this defense cannot step up. I mean, we saw Sam Howell last week in his second road start, may I mind you, looking like Tom Brady. And it's like, come on, we, we, we can't, we cannot have that. Um, so they, they're going to have to step up. I mean, we saw in the first quarter, like the pass rush, they were getting home. Gregory looked good and it, nothing happened in the second half. So they need to play four full quarters of football on offense and defense. And not only with the players, because I know this has kind of been going on with some people believe Thomas that the personnel on the defensive side of the football for the Broncos isn't the best. And I kind of want to take issue with that. I will say we could have a little bit better personnel, but the reason why they're in these defensive um, positions that they are is because of Vance Joseph. (laughs) You know, we were not, I know a lot of us, I know you and me, Thomas, we were not big fans of Vance Joseph coming back to Denver. And now it's rearing his ugly head. So, you know, he has to put these players in position to, you know, be a good defense, make the play when it matters, and then we go from there. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not happy with Vance Joseph so far. I don't think many people in Broncos country are. He had to be excellent to wash away that stink from his head coaching career here, and so far it's not been good. Quentin? Carson, thank you for the uh, Facebook stars. Really appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the support. Now we got Stu McPeak coming in with a, a big super. Thank you so thank much, you. Stu, saying hi, all. Can we contain Miami? Well, <laughs> that that's the that's the million dollar question. I guess you would say, can they? Uh, from what I've seen so far, no, they cannot. I mean, the Broncos have not been able to contain lesser offenses. So it's hard to believe that they can, but I'm going to go to my next key to victory, Ron. And this, the defense has been playing that kind of tentative soft. We don't want to get beat badly. You know, they're playing kind of off. It's just, you know, it's the bend don't break, but they end up breaking kind of, kind of mentality, but they get, they cannot play it safe this time against Miami. They cannot play it safe. They've got to be aggressive. They have to try to manufacture takeaways. The defense has to manufacture takeaways for a couple reasons. One, you have to give your offense more chances, right? You you have to. The the Miami Dolphins are going to score their points. The Broncos have to have more offensive chances. So by giving uh, giving the ball back to their offense, that's a big benefit. But I went back and I looked at all of the games from last year that Miami played. If they lost the turnover battle, if their opponent was plus two in the turnover battle, they went one and six. So if the Broncos can be aggressive, and I'm talking about taking some risks, not playing it safe, take some risks, go after the ball. If you're going to get beat, you're going to get beat. Don't don't get beat by playing not to lose. And they and it's unfortunate that Simmons isn't in there because that was one of my keys until I realized he wasn't going to play. Like Simmons was going to need to be more aggressive going after the ball. But I even I mean I know that Pat Sertan's not an interception guy. He shuts his guy down which is great and everything, but they're going to need to take a little bit more risks. I think the secondary is going to have to step up 
and and try and get that uh, get an interception. And the defensive players, the, number one, they've tackled better, but two, they've got to start punching the ball. They have to start making trying to create a fumble because so far I haven't seen that. I've seen I've seen it very it seemed tentative to me. So uh, that that's my key and. And, and that's how I think you have to be able to kind of contain, so to speak, contain Miami. They're going to score their points, but if they can do just enough to give the Broncos a couple extra chances, they may just outscore them. Yeah. And Stu, thank you. For, thank you for coming in again, my man. You know, we appreciate you um, as always. And that, yeah, that is a million dollar question, Stu. It's that that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I, I will say, yeah, Thomas, I agree with everything you said, but again, it all starts up front. You know, the Broncos are going to have, you know, I sound like a broken record, guys, because I say pressure the quarterback, but they're going to have to pressure Tua. Gregory, you know, Benito, those guys, they have, you know, Jonathan Cooper, they have to get home. They have to try to knock Tua off his spot, knock the ball out, you know, generate that fumble, generate that takeaway um, to give that ball back to their offense. But, yeah, I agree. We need to steal one or two possessions in order for us to have a chance of winning this thing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. We give a shout out to Quinn Carson for more Facebook stars. Thank you for the support, Quinn. Really appreciate it. He's agreeing with that takeaway thing. So he says, I believe it's going to come down to the Broncos defense, bringing the heat, causing two interceptions and a fumble. If they can do that and and cannot give the ball away, you know, on the offense, they should be able to win that game. If they can do that, if they can pull that off, they can pull off what Quentin's saying. I think they, they win this game. I, I just... I'm just skeptical that the defense can do it, but so uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm going to grab uh, David McIlrath coming in. David, thank you so much coming in with a super chat. We always appreciate you being here. You're, you're uh, a fan of these shows and and we, we really, we love it. We love it. We love seeing you here. So David says, uh, good evening, Broncos country, Tom, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Let's go fish hunting. All right. Like <laughs> Sounds like good. It. Fish hunting. <laughs> 12 and 5. Still sticking with 12 and 5 with the Mile High Huddle for life. Fuck them, Denver Broncos for life. I'll, I'll tell you, David, the Broncos have to, if they're going to hit 12 and 5, they have got to, they've got to turn it around now. They have to start winning and they're going to have to go on some sort of win streak now. Starting 0 and 2 puts them behind uh, quite a bit, really. I mean, they don't have, they're not behind in the AFC West, but it, behind if they're going to get to 12 wins, so they're going to have to go on some sort of streak. If they lose this game, they're going to have to go on a massive win streak. They're going to have to go like eight and one or seven and two to, just to get back in the hunt. And that's the problem. You know, once you get down, uh, it's hard to claw your weight back. It's happened. I went back and researched all the 0 and 4 teams a while back. If you were 0 and 4, I think there's only seven, if I remember correctly, it's been a couple of years, seven in history that went 0 and 4 that were able to get back. And, and all of them had like a big win streak in order to do that. And that's what the Broncos are going to have to do if they can't, can't take this game. Yeah. Um, David, thank you for coming in. And, you know, I, I still like that you're going with that 12 and 5. Um, you know, I, like Thomas said, they have to go kind of have to essentially almost run the table. 
<laughs> yeah. um, or almost see, to get to that 12 and five, because, you know, they, they have put themselves behind just a bit. Um, and, you know, it, again, I think the next few games are very winnable. But then, you know, you get into that tough meat of the schedule, of course, with Kansas City. And I think Buffalo's coming. So those ones, you're going to have to steal a few of those games as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they, this team, again, this team can do it. Again, there's some things that still have to be improved. The penalties, the defense has to come to play. You know, the, those things, the execution, guys, is, is where I'm seeing this team fail. And until they can get that right, you know, I, I don't want them to continue losing, but that that has to change in order to do away with this losing culture. So, yeah. And I'll tell you this. Uh Sean Payton, if the, he goes 0-3 or worse to start the season, the best he's ever ended the season is 7-9. and mm-hmm. Broncos country is tired of losing seasons, so you got to turn this around now. Definitely. David Slosher Jr. is coming in saying, would like to see Drew Sanders get some play time as a rusher to shake things up. I think he should get more playing time because of what they were talking about in camp. If he truly... If it was not lip service, if he's truly making a play that no one else can make, why is he sitting on the bench for the most part on defense? It's because they're playing it safe. They Vance Joseph is playing it too safe. He wants the steady eddies in there that aren't impact players, and he's 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 basically killing himself. He'd rather lose, uh, you know, the the lose the uh, uh, war rather than you know uh, win the battle and lose the war kind of thing. And that that's the problem, right? He's he's playing it too safe. Get Drew Sanders out there, see what he can do. Yeah, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But if he can make that one impact play that everybody's talking about, coaches are you know talking about in camp and all of that, get him out there. Let him play. I'm, I'm with you, David. Thank you, David. And bringing in, I mean, again, you drafted him for a reason. You drafted him to help shore up the middle, be that dynamic coverage linebacker, use him in those pressure packages. He could only help the defense. I mean, hopefully the defense can't get any worse. <laughs> so, yeah, David, I'm right there with you. Bringing him in and maybe not using him, you know, to kind of rush every play. But, again, some of those design pressure packages where you can have him kind of coming up the middle, he would be great for. And then, again, line him up in the coverage. But, you know, I, I would say that his talents, and I think what some people saw in camp, you know, we're kind of missing that element from the field. So bringing him in on the field to do that, I, I think it'll be great. All right, why don't you give us another one of your uh, one of your keys to victory, uh, Ron? Yeah, so my other key to victory is solid coverage. I would say more so zone, and I, I put solid coverage slash bracketing Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so I know obviously it's going to be Sertan versus Hill, but we all know with Tyreek Hill's speed, you, you, he needs some help. <laughs> yeah. Sertan's going to need some help. So I want to see, you know, who Vance Joseph kind of uses with Sertan to kind of help with Hill, Um, you know, bracketing him in certain kind of containing that speed, um, using that zone coverage to, um, I know to probably open up some other people on the defense, I'm sorry, on the offense, like I think Berrios as well. But I think to really, 
have a chance to win this game. I think the solid zone coverage um, should definitely help to um, contain Hill. And then some of these others will do well, but containing him, I think, Thomas, is, is the key. And you, and you have to be solid with the zone coverage to do that. So. And you, you're not going to see uh, Sertan on Hill all the time because oh. in that Raiders game, Devontae Adams went up against Damari Mathis several times and, and beat him pretty yeah. badly. So, you know, Vance Joseph isn't going to, hasn't had Sertan follow around their best receiver so far. He just, you know, plays his defense, like I said, and, and just is hoping for the best. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, uh, very interesting so far. I mean, you got one of the best defensive backs in the league. Why not have him follow their best receiver? I don't know. I would. But, you know, that's what Champ Bailey used to do. He's in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, let Sertan earn his money, so to speak. My next key to victory is to run 21 personnel. Two running backs and a tight end. And specifically have Manhurts play a lot. And that's the reason why I say this, because my key was running up the gut, get, you know, getting those uh, big uglies up front to move their guys. But give them a little support, you know, put a full back in and have Manhurts do some blocking. Just run it down their throat. Really go, you know, emphasize that we're going to run and then go out and do it. And the best way to really do that is to go out there. And, I mean, they went out and got a fullback for a reason, right? Use him. They went out and brought Chris Manhurts. They know he was not a receiver. They brought him in to block. Have them earn their money and run 21 personnel predominantly. You know, I mean, obviously you're going to have to change up the scheme a little bit, but mm-hmm. give them a chance, right? Give them a chance to, to really run the ball and see what happens. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want is give them a chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So uh, what do you, you got any keys of victory left there, Ron, or do you want to move on to matchups or other things? Uh, we can, we can move on to the matchups. Um, so my first matchup that I have is, um, the Broncos linebackers versus Raheem Mostert. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I'm looking at this matchup to see how Joseph, you know, um, is able to use Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, um, you know, whether it be straight downhill or whether they be born coverage to kind of help with some of that passing attack. I put in Raheem Mostert because, you know, he did have a productive game against the Patriots last week. I think he rushed for like over 100 yards. Um, so, well, I guess that's my thing of how how will Vance Joseph use these linebackers? Because again, as we just alluded to with Tyreek Hill, a lot of the focus has to be there. And will he drop one of them in coverage at times to have the other go downhill to kind of contain with the defensive line for Mozart? Um, so again, I'm just looking to see, you know, if we can somewhat contain most, especially on those short down situations, um, because, you know, that's when, you know, two is more likely going to hand the ball off. So just kind of containing them on the, on the third downs for sure. And the, the, where it starts by actually tackling them on the first try. <laughs> yeah. I, I have been disappointed with the, the lack of good tackling. I, I feel like the, the, the receivers the running backs seem to get extra yards there's it's just i don't that yeah. bothers me and and the, and the reason why it bothers me so much is i thought that was going to be a, a change you know with Sean Payton the t- style that he's emphasizing tackling 
And it's not that they, you know, you can't blame it on the lack of tackling in practice because everybody else has the same rules and uh, I've seen better tackling and it's just, it's embarrassing to watch them miss tackles. And a lot of times if they hadn't, they would have stopped them short of uh, any gain. And then they just, they just haven't been able to bring them down. And, and same thing with yards after catch. Yeah. They miss tackles. They get yards after the catch where, you know, you watch, you sit there and you watch Ad- Adam Trotman or anybody else getting stuffed, you know, right after they catch the ball and they don't, they don't get those few extra yards that are necessary to get the first down. And I'm, I'm getting tired of it. So linebackers and everybody needs to tackle better. Yeah. It's just plain and simple. They have to tackle better. I'm going to tell you my first key it, uh, uh, matchup is, is Lloyd Cushenberry versus Raquan Davis. He's got a, he, I, again, I still think Cushenberry, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sold on him, even though I picked him as my surprise, uh, dark horse. Yeah. You know, back in back early on, I still want to see more from him. I want to see him being able to, to handle him in the running game. I think that's a key. I think Ben powers and I think, uh, Quinn Miners. Quinn Myers has been playing incredible. And from my perspective, I think he's playing better. Uh, Ben powers has the ability to play better. I, I want to see it from Lloyd Cushenberry. I think if he can handle Davis in the center, I think you're going to see a monster game from Javante Williams. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, and then uh, my next one, I'll just jump into my next one, Ron, because it's pretty obvious. It's Damari Mathis versus any other wide receiver that they can throw <laughs> out there because so far he hasn't been able to handle any of them. We identified early on that Jacoby Myers against him was going to be key and Mathis had to stop him, couldn't do it. He still didn't look very good last weekend. In a, he's lucking out because Waddle's injured, right? Waddle's not going to be there, so he's, he's lucking out in that respect. But he has to win his matchup. He can't get beat. If Tyreek Hill's going to beat you, fine. Don't let somebody else beat you because Damari Mathis can't do his job. Yeah, you can't let Braxton Berrios beat you. Right. Like you, like you have you have to hold up, dude. Like, yeah. Again, we saw plays last week and the Commanders game. It was I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? So he has to try to turn this around. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, I've kind of almost been on that. Let's put in Riley Moss. I'm, but I'm all kind of on that. Moss. I mean, it can't get any worse, yeah. right? So you know, he has to have a monster game. I, I agree with that 100%, Thomas. I'm going to grab uh, William Hayes coming in with a throwback to Atwater. I'm mean, one of my favorite players when I was younger watching Atwater. And, you know, as I got older too, because he played, you know, throughout the nineties, I, I love Atwater. He says Atwater was saying that everyone needs to hit the big bag at least once a week during practice and make the, these dudes do push-ups when they have a penalty. Yeah. Some accountability, right? Like why I thought there would be a lot more accountability in, you know, we've talked about Iran. We've, when when Sean Payton came in, we're like, okay, this is going to be a different team. They may not win every game, but they're not going to be doing a, a, committing a bunch of penalties. They're not going to have all these mental errors. And here they are doing it again. And I'm I don't want to be the negative guy anymore. But I wrote about it. I think the reason is is that these players have gotten used to losing. You know, losing becomes a habit. And they continue to make these mistakes, right? These same mistakes. You change the coaches, they're still making the same mistakes. And that is a problem. And they need to change their mentality. And that's all there is to it. They have to somehow change the mentality. If this is what it takes, Atwater saying you got to go do this, then go do it. Do something. Change 
change your mentality and make sure you're out there, um, you know, doing the right thing. You know, don't mess up. Don't make the mistake. That's the problem. There's too many mistakes. And, and Ryan Slavik's coming in saying, uh, agreeing with you, he'd start Riley Moss instead of Mas Mathis. So give him a shot. I mean, why not? The problem is, Ron, like I said, Vance Joseph is playing it too safe. He's not going to do that. He, he's only going to play rookies when it's a necessity, right? Now he has to play JL Skinner. It's a necessity. He's, he wasn't going to take any chances. Well, so far those that method and that philosophy isn't working. Go take some chances. Go get some freaking turnovers. Do something. Yeah, got to do something. Got to do something for sure. Yeah. And uh, Austin H is coming in agreeing with me, so I got to pop it up here if you're going to agree with me. Of course, uh, it says, agree, Tom. They're mostly losers. Losers don't win, and the Broncos right now are just losers, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, I wrote the article, started it out with the Vince Lombardi quote. Winning is a habit, but unfortunately, so is losing. There are only six. Well, there's only five now because of these last uh, two losses. Randy Gregory was two games over 500, and now he's at 500. There's only five player starters on this roster who have had a winning record for their career. That's terrible. That means they only know losing, and that has to change. And that starts with an attitude. Get a different attitude. Go out there and think you're going to win. Not go out there and try to win. Go out there and 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 do something. And that, I'm just I'm tired of seeing this happening over and over. And you know, great points, Thomas. And to add to that, what I've noticed is every time the Broncos screw up, or if there is a bad play, they get into a funk. Yep. And someone, you know, obviously that falls on. Sean Payton, a coach, but they get into this funk of, well, this one bad play is going to determine the outcome of the game. And then you start to see even more dumb penalties. You start to see, you know, bad plays, defense giving up yards, and then they end up with this losing. So I think that mentality also needs to kind of be ingrained. And Broncos fans, I also think it's, it's going to require a little bit more time. You know, I, I know a lot of people were hoping that, you know, with the wink of the magic stick from Sean Payton, that these things <laughs> would kind of just turn around <laughs> this day, this year. Well, yeah, that, that's not the case. It's going to be, you know, maybe another season or two to really kind of have the culture, the identity of this team change before you start to see the success that we're hoping for. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, I'm going to go with my uh, last matchup, Ron, because I'm itching to talk about it. It was, I, I wanted it to be Simmons, Justin Simmons versus Tua, but he's out. So I I want to see something from Delaire and Turner yell, hmm. right? I mean, he's got some playing time. They've kept him around for a reason. Let's, I want to see what he can do. Go out there, be aggressive, try and get a pick. You know, I, I remember when Caden Stearns came in as a rookie and, and got a big pick in one of the games. I'm I'm hoping that Delaren Turner Yell can actually take that next step, right, and become a true NFL player. He's he's been in there in spots, he's done okay. I want I want to see him take that next step. He has to in this game. If if they're going to win this game, they have to have some takeaways. And I I, I want to see Delaren Turner Yell get one. He he needs to go out there and bait Tua into something. Uh, that you create a mistake. He he asked, and it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, you, you, I'm not confident that he can do it, but I want to see him do it. And if he can, that's I, I think that would be a big step into them winning that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that that's a good one. Hopefully, he can come 
into this game tomorrow. Um, be aggressive. Um, like you said, bait to get him to turn the ball over. Um, but yeah, he, you know, again, he was a good prospect out of college. You know, what we've seen on the field has kind of been below average to average, but you know, I just hope he can come in um and kind of take over, right? It's his time to shine now, and I hope he can kind of live up to it at least for this game. Because we're gonna need him. Again, we need all hands on deck. Yeah. We need all hands <laughs> on deck for this game. So absolutely. All right. What do you got? Who do you got left on your matchups run? So my next matchup is going to be Jerry Judy versus Xavier Howard. Um, okay. Yes. So I, I'm 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 curious. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing because I've I've done some work on Xavier Howard and you know he's had a terrific season so far, but he has been penalized penalized about three or four times now. So you know, on a lot of those deep passes. I'm hoping, you know, that, you know, when Jerry Dewey does go deep um, or even with some of the, the short passes that holding penalties are called on him and maybe some of the PIs. Um, also, I want to see how he, you know, defends Jerry Dewey because as we all know with Jerry Dewey, his, his route running is just so great. So, you know, with the change of direction, I'm seeing, you know, if, Xavier Howard can also change with him and if he's able to kind of hold up in, in a lot of that press man. So it'll be interesting to see. Yep. Yeah. We've got Mike Eddie coming in. I think that's Eddie or Edel. I can't, I can't read it. Sorry. I should get my glasses. <laughs> so old eyes are starting to fail me. Says, Hey guys, great show. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So what was Mike Shanahan's record first year? I will take pay. It will take Peyton, uh, to implement time to implement a system and players go Browns. It's a good point. So if you his first year with the, with the Raiders seven and nine, not very good. His first year with the Broncos eight and eight. Uh, so yeah, it does take a little while, although I will push back a little bit that Sean Payton took over a pretty miserable three and 13 saints team and got him to 10 and six in the first year. So he has a record of turning it around, but you're right. The, it's going to take time to get the players in that fit his his mentality, his way of thinking, his play, because it's all these players that have been in these other systems and, and coming up and have that attitude uh, that they, you know, they, they don't, they don't have, or the habit of losing, I should say. So, so you're right. We should be patient, but it's, I'm going to just speak for all of Broncos country. I think we're tired of being patient. We've been <laughs> patient for seven years and seven years. And uh, I think Broncos country wants to see uh, some, some, wins that uh, we're starving for wins right now and you're right it will take a little time uh and hopefully not too long what do you yeah. what do you make of uh mike's comment ron yeah thank you mike for your generosity and the feedback we greatly appreciate you my man and yeah so I, you know it's i think it it well we all kind of understood it was going to take a little time i just didn't think that or I think Broncos fans think that we would be down 0-2. <laughs> you know, so, you know, a lot of the little things have really cost us these two games. And, you know, it, you're right. It, it's going to take some time to get, you know, in Peyton's vision, this team the way he wants it to be. But, you know, Mike, it goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier. I mean, do the players kind of want it for themselves you know again we have to give some sort of accountability here and they have to get out of this funk of losing so until they can kind of get this accountability factor going and 
and get out of this mentality of losing is going to be the same thing. Again, it is going to be on Sean Payton to kind of help turn it around, obviously, but there has to be accountability on on the players as well um, to make the system work. Yeah, thanks, Mike, for the support. We appreciate it very, very much. Um, we we love talking about football, but being able to have the support to do it is 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 really amazing. So thank you very much. You, yeah, f- talking about support, Phil McLaughlin's always supporting us with Facebook stars, and he's in with some more Facebook stars. So thank you very much, Phil, uh, for this. And Phil's comment is so. I think this week, this is the week we need a sixty to forty run pass ratio. Mm-hmm. Also want Gregory Allen and Benito to star. Now I'm telling you, they should run the ball. And in fact, I went on a, <laughs> I went on a kind of a rant on Wednesday about <laughs> changing their mentality, Ron. I posted just the clip out on Twitter, but it was basically Sean Payton. If he had the guts to come out and just tell everybody on Friday in his press conference that he's going to run it right down their throat and then go out and do it would definitely help this mentality, right? <laughs> to go say they're going to do it and then to go out and do it. Would, would flip a switch in their head. Go check it out. It's on Twitter uh, or go watch the uh, Mile High Hutters, Hut, uh, Mile High Insiders with Luke Patterson. I, that's where I said it's early in that. But yeah, you're right. They need to they need to impose their will yeah. in the running game and th- they need to stick to it. And I would I would actually be happier with even a higher percentage because two of my key players to watch do are going to impact the running game. Javante Williams and Chris Manhurts. And I know Chris Manhurts, he's like, uh, was a third stringer and, and now he's the second stringer, but he's going to be important. I want to see him go out there and do what he's supposed to be good at, which is go out mm-hmm. there and open holes, go, go out there and block and, and do it and, and open holes for Javante. So I'm with you. And, and the other thing too, your comments, perfect. Zach Allen was wrecking practice and he's, he has been non-existent in these games. What happened to Zach Allen? That's all I, where, where is Zach Allen? What's going on? I mean, he's made a couple plays, but he's not a star by any means. They went out and paid the money to get him. He's supposed to be a star. Yeah. Thank you, Phil, for coming in. And I I agree, Phil, on, on both points. Um, You know, the again, as I said at the top of the show, committed to the run game. So with that in mind, yep, a 60, 40, 70, 30, ratio when it comes to running and then of course passing you know that opens up that play action and again we saw russ do well with that play action you know from the run game so i'm definitely right there with you and the the pressure on Tua, you know i i I preach every week guys pressure on the quarterback so those three guys that you mentioned are gonna have to step up again we saw uh glimpses last week so I need that to be consistent this week um, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think the defensive front for the for the uh, Dolphins, Thomas. Yeah, they're, they're interior. They're you know, I mean, they're they're good at times, but I think there's opportunity for the Broncos to pound the rock. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of opportunity, and yep, having man hurts in there to kind of open up those holes um, to let. P. Ryan, Pookie, and McLaughlin eat. I, I think with with that formula, it, the Broncos definitely have a chance. That's right. We got Casey, Casey Nickel coming. He's coming in with a, a big super chat and giving you a shout out, Ron. This is awesome. Casey saying, <laughs> "Sorry, I'm late. Love you guys being on, Ron. We need to see more of you during the week." So he's, he's saying you need to pick up another show somehow. I think it'd be tough. We're pretty. We got. 
definitely have uh, a lot of shows. I think we have one every week and almost every or every weeknight and one almost every week morning for I think only Wednesday, maybe the only day that we don't have a show in the morning as well. Um, he's saying Denver will come out victorious tomorrow, 31 to 24 Broncos. Mm. You know what, Casey? I, I love it. I love it because, you know, I almost decided to go against my brain and go with my heart and say, you know what? They're going to sneak out a win. I just couldn't do it because they've not proven that they can, but I hope they do. I hope they come out and, uh, and, and pull off the shocking upset. It would be wonderful. It would be great for Broncos country. We, we need it, especially, yeah, you know, people that really like the Buffaloes saw them get smacked around today. Hmm. Broncos country needs it, right? They really need to have a win on Sunday. I hope you're right, Casey. What do you Thank think, you. Ron? Are you gonna are you gonna try and pick up another show? <laughs> I might, Casey. That's a good idea. May have to talk to the boss and see. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Casey, for your generosity. Um, and thank you for the shot. I I, I appreciate you um coming in. And I, I like your optimism, you know. Um I I hope Broncos are victorious tomorrow. You know, it's again, that's why we're discussing these keys, you know, think the ball has to bounce. The Broncos way on a few possessions. Again, they have to steal a few possessions. Um, they, they have to stay committed to the running game. I, I think with all the things we're discussing, that 31 to 24 score that you have there may come true. Um, but again, they have to go out and execute. Have to go out and execute. Absolutely. Naj is coming in with a super man. This is great. It's just at the end of the show. People are coming in with these uh, sub, uh the support. Man, we <laughs> We really appreciate it. Uh, much obliged, Naj. Totally. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, he, and Naj says, hey, brothers, we really need the O and D lines to play to their contracts. Yes, absolutely. A lot of money has been allocated to those guys. We can't have them ranked at the bottom of their position groups. Time to man up and win in the trenches. Amen. Exactly. Go out there and do your job, man. You got paid a lot of money. Some of them. Some of them are still on their rookie contract, but got paid a lot of money to bring in new offensive line players and a new defensive line player. And so far they have been underwhelming and you cannot win if you can't win in the trenches. And uh, so far we haven't seen it. Uh, When, when Lloyd Cushenberry is one of your best offensive line players so far, nothing against Lloyd Cushenberry. I want him to be a good player. I, and I, I picked him to be better but it says something about your other offensive linemen, right? You're uh, they're underperforming. So Najee hit it right on the head and Zach Allen has got to step up. Yeah. Thank you, Naj, for coming in. And I agree a thousand percent on this comment. You know, you, you hit the nail right on the head, you know, we're overpaying a lot of these offensive linemen, but yeah, they're underperforming. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, Thomas. When Cushenberry is the May I say it the best offensive lineman, you know, for that unit? Close. I'd give it we're to close. Miners. He's, close. So, He's second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Miners and yeah. So okay, we got Miners and then we have yep, Cushionberry. So probably those two as your two best offensive linemen on this unit, there's a problem. Um, yeah. So they have to they have to execute better. Like, and I know we're kind of almost that time, but one of the players I actually have two of of our offensive linemen has players to watch. So all right, Lynchy, Ben Powers, yeah. they have to step up. They have to step up. Like I am tired of seeing Powers getting beat. 
on on a lot of plays, just having guys as I'll run them. And then McGlinchey, he has held up somewhat, especially in the run blocking, but the penalties with McGlinchey. Um, I know he had that false start and then the holding. So again, it's all about the mental and the execution. And and if they can if they can do that, if they can execute Nosh, I think that can set them up for success. Yeah. I'm with you. They they need to do it. <laughs> they they gotta they've gotta do something different. Mike is uh coming back in with another super chat. Thank you again, Mike, with the support coming in uh, and saying 1978 until 1996. Let's talk about suffering. LOL. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. The Broncos were good then. The suffering came because they couldn't win the Super Bowl. And I watched. I didn't see the 1977 Super Bowl, so I miss that. Uh, I was a little too young to remember it. My first memory, my first Super Bowl memory really was, uh, I think, that I vividly remember is when LA when the Raiders were in LA playing Washington in uh, 83. That was my first really vivid Super Bowl memory. But yeah, I missed the 77 Bronco one, but I sat through those others. It was miserable. It was miserable, but they were still good. They were competitive. They got to Super Bowls. They had winning records. They, they very rarely had a losing record. We're on six straight years of losing records. That's suffering. And it, re- and I would, I would, I would go back to, uh, you know, being good and, you know, maybe maybe getting to the Super Bowl will not being great from what we've seen now. This has been terrible. So uh, thanks for the support, Mike, really. Uh, again, we appreciate it. And thanks for the for nostalgia purposes, uh, making me think about the early days of the Broncos. I always love it because you can check you can check it out on Legends of Mile High with me on Friday. Just talked about this history uh, a lot on that. Uh, on that show, we talked about the Hall of Famers at the Broncos, uh, the nominees, 16 players that have donned the orange and blue are nominated for the hall of fame. You can't claim all of them as Broncos, but a lot of them are. So it's good. Uh, so check that out. If you want to talk history, if you've been uh, watching the Broncos since 78, uh, definitely check out that show. All right, Ron, we're getting to close to the top of the hour. We should, uh, let's just quickly do go through injuries and then we'll do our, our predictions for stats and for the game. Uh, unless we have some other really burning questions that come in, but injuries right now, uh, Mike Purcell, is questionable. So that hurts the uh, defensive line. Unfortunately, Simmons is out. Frank Clark, who was out last week is out again. Everybody else is who hasn't been moved to IR. looks like they're ready to go, but the, the, unfortunately there's a few people on IR. So that really does hurt the Broncos, especially, especially on defense right now. They're, they're definitely, uh, definitely behind on, uh, on the personnel department for sure. Okay. Let's uh, let's hear your first stat prediction. I've got three of them, so let's let's see. Uh, have you lead it off? Yes, yeah, so I'll go. With, I'll, I'll do all my three stat predictions. So, I have Cortland Sutton as my first nine receptions on twelve targets, ninety-five yards, and a touchdown. I, I think Cortland Sutton, you know, needs to have one of these games because you know I think Jerry Judy's going to on a lot of attention so that that will leave Sutton and Mims kind of open um the next one is Marvin Mims um you know I loved what he did last week I think everyone loved what he was able to bring to the table with that uh receiving touchdown and on special teams um so Marvin Mims three receptions and he's going to catch all three of them (laughs) um 120 receiving yards showing that big playability with a touchdown and wow. then last but not least, Jaleel McLaughlin. 
uh, one of the off-season gems for the Denver Broncos. I have him having five carries on 60 yards um, with no touchdowns. I honestly think from the running grip, running back group, Pookie will get the touchdown. Yeah. All right. My predictions for the uh, the Broncos players, Javante Williams going to have the big game, 25 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. If they don't feed him the ball, they're doing it wrong. And I think they realize that they're going to give him the ball and he's going to, he's going to go angry ru- runs on these guys, right? He's going to have, he's going to grind it out in the middle, but he's going to have I'll some good, big runs, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. He's going to be, he, you know, he's, he looks good. He looks solid. They've taken it easy with him. It's time to get, it's time to have him carry the load. Cause I mean, I, I want to see him start to carry the load, be that back that everybody loves. And, uh, you know, it's not really time to, to, this is, this is crunch time now. I mean, if you go in three, you're in trouble, give him the ball, you know, ride him out. Uh, I also think that I'm going with Judy this time, not a huge star, but solid. He's going to, he's going to have six receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be an offensive fest. I think he's going to get a touchdown. It's been a while since, uh, you know, Judy's really come out and, and done anything spectacular. It's time for him to shine. I've been waiting for Cortland Sutton to do it. He just hasn't done it. So I guess Judy's the Judy's the guy for me this week. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'm going with Wilson. Russell Wilson's gonna have a decent day. It's gonna be a, probably a shootout. You know, that both defenses aren't that great, so they're gonna score a lot of points. And I I I'm going with Russell Wilson going 25 of 36. 280 yards, not spectacular, two touchdowns and interception. So uh, those are your, those are our predictions. We'll see if we get them right at the game. We've been pretty good. Uh, we've predicted pretty close. A uh, few of them we've missed, but so far these first two weeks, we've, we've gotten pretty close on a lot of our predictions. So uh, we got RD coming in with a $5 super. Thank you so much. RD coming in at, uh, at the end of the uh, end of the show, really getting his prediction in here saying Denver wins 34, 28. We win tomorrow, then just as we get a bit of hope, we get blown out by the Bears. Ah, RD, that, that's a killer, man. <laughs> I, uh, oh, man, I can't. Uh, uh, that would be awful. That would just be that would be very, very painful. And I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we can win both games. But yeah, that would be that would be horrible, especially the state of affairs that the Bears are in right now. There's some turmoil going on over there. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I hope not, but I, I hope yeah. they win. I hope the Broncos win tomorrow. That would be it was spectacular because, like I said earlier, Ron, we need it. We need yes. that win. Yes. Broncos country starving for a win. Ryan's coming in agreeing with me about Wilson's stats. That's great. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. I uh, appreciate that. I hope it comes out. I, he's been playing pretty good. Not great. Not bad. Pretty good. And, uh, you know, if you got enough opportunities with a weak defense, I, I think you can uh, see him, see him uh, do pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is your prediction for the game, Ron? Prediction time. Get excited, guys. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so as Thomas and I were talking, even before this show started in, in the in the room, the Broncos are gonna have their hands full. I think everyone knows that. You know, this this Miami team is is loaded, um, even without Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, the Broncos are good enough on offense to go toe-to-toe with Miami. So I don't see the Broncos' issue as offense. I see it on defense. And I don't think that the Denver Broncos 
are good defensively to slow this Miami team down. So having said that, Thomas, I predicted that the Broncos will have their third loss on this season, unfortunately, um, with the final score being the Dolphins 42, the Broncos 30. Okay. We got a few predictions coming uh, into the chat. I'm trying to grab them and throw them up as they come in. Uh, we got, uh, uh, I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but he's uh, saying 26, 27 Broncos. So we got it. We got a few, we got a few people thinking the Broncos are going to pull off this upset. They're, they're almost a full touchdown underdogs right now. And rightfully so, because they haven't played very good. The dolphins are rolling. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, um, whoops, we got Ryan's. Uh, he's coming in thirty four twenty one Dolphins. We got Jerron's coming in twenty eight twenty four. Todd forty four Dolphins. Broncos twenty eight. We're getting some a lot of predictions, a lot of wild ones, and that one's pretty close to what I had to say, Todd. Um, my my prediction, even though I wanted to, I wanted to go. My heart's saying they're going to upset them for some reason. I don't know, but my mind is just saying no. You can't. You can't go with your heart, Tom. You've got to. You've got to go with your brain on this one. The Dolphins are just the better team, and the Broncos do not know how to win. And so the final score is forty-one to thirty-four. Uh, Dolphins are going to take it. I think it's it, the score is going to look a little closer than it is, uh, just because the Broncos' defense has been so bad. They just cannot stop anybody and that's going to be the problem broncos will score one late to make it respectable but it's really going to be a, a rough outing uh for broncos fans on sunday unfortunately yeah yeah all right i just want to give a shout out to everyone in the chat thank you for being here it's a saturday night We've got college football on i know it's hard to to come in and on these uh these nights with when you can watch football instead of listening to us so we really appreciate it very thankful for all of the support. It was a, it was a, a very generous of everybody in the chat tonight. And I'm just going to give you one more reminder. Do not forget about the meet and greet. Come out, meet us. Week 7, Green Bay Packers. More details to come for sure. But uh, we look forward to meeting with you, all you guys, uh, guys and gals that uh, come in here and talk football with us. So uh, it will be uh, it will be a fun time. So, so make sure you come out there. Uh, Ron? Any any final thoughts before we uh, call it a night? No, so again, thank you guys for tuning in. This was a great show. Um, it was great to see you know your comments, your questions, your predictions, and hopefully that I'm in Miami. You know, I'm the good luck charm to get the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be down there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 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 again. You know, I know I had my prediction, but I'm really obviously I'm rooting for the Broncos to win. But yeah, um, yeah so again. Enjoy the game tomorrow, everyone. Um, and then we will speak next week. I'm just gonna grab this because I've been wearing I wear my cow wore my cowboy hat out to the to training camp, and then everybody said I should keep wearing so I wear it on ledges a mile high. Maybe I'll start wearing it on this show. I don't know. We'll see, but uh, I'll definitely wear it to the meet and greet orange bucky for sure. I'll be wearing it. Uh I am a cowboy. I, I grew up on a ranch. Uh, I kind of got away from that for a long time, but you know, I'm kind of going back to my roots. I kind I like wearing the cowboy hat, so uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll bring it back. Ron, I'm going to be watching the game, and I'm going to be looking for you. I hope you're out there. I hope you see they panned a Broncos fan cheering because 
the Broncos are beating the Miami Dolphins and it's you, Ron, because that will be that will be awesome. I can't wait for it. But otherwise, again, thank you all for coming to the pregame show, the definitive Broncos pregame show is what I'm going to be calling it from now on because we've been bringing you some good information. We've been uh, pretty accurate. So that's why I'm going to start calling the definitive Broncos pregame show. But for Ron White and myself, thank you so much for being here on a Saturday night for the Broncos pregame. Have a great evening and a great weekend, and we will see you next Saturday for another pregame show. Thank you very much. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.